Hey, hey, welcome to another DJ Force X podcast. Uh, on this episode, uh, which is episode 20, so yeah, 20, uh, it's crazy, um, but I've got Rennie from Forever Never on this episode. Uh, it was a fantastic interview, uh, it was great to catch up with him, um, we've kind of crossed paths before in the UK, uh, both in bands, uh, we've played alongside each other, uh, I've also booked Forever Never a couple of times uh, in the past when they've been out on tour, and um, yeah, they've, they've got some great music out there, and they've got some great music coming out. Uh, if you check it out, the uh, the single they've got coming out is One Life. Uh, it's available now via uh, the various download sites you can get them from, so go out and support it. Uh, they're a great band on record. They're a great band live as well. If you don't believe me, go check them out in January, supporting The Defile. They're doing a, a, a UK tour. Uh, if you go check out their site, all the details are there, end of January, beginning of February, and they're planning on going longer than that but you'll find out more on that in the interview so yeah um thank you to everyone who's downloaded the show uh the past couple of episodes have been fantastically supported uh it's been phenomenal to use a word like that uh just the jump in subscribers the jump in downloads has been absolutely fantastic uh there's not enough superlatives to uh, to explain how i feel about that um but those people who are getting it please rate and review uh, that just helps this podcast get a little bit more exposure. It helps the artists that you're listening to get more exposure um, because people see the reviews, people see the comments, and it attracts people to it. They go, oh, I'll give it a go, and they'll listen to it, and you know, maybe they'll hear a band or a person speaking about their musical project or whatever I'm speaking to them about. They'll hear it, and they'll, they'll want to get involved, and, that, and that's how you do it. Just rate and review. There are, there are thousands of you downloading this. Unless the statistics are lying to me, there are thousands of you downloading. So if, if like a small percentage of you just go on to iTunes, go on to Stitcher or wherever you get this um, podcast from and just leave a comment, review. Uh, it doesn't have to be five stars. I'm not asking for five. Just be honest. Um, that'll be fantastic. Uh, and it will really help everything that I'm trying to do here. Um, but I'm going to lead you into another podcast now or another interview. Another interview, yes. <laughs> I'm just going to leave myself rambling for a bit, I think. No, I'll leave you into it. So this is Rennie. He's the front man from uh, Forever Never. So enjoy it. Hey, welcome to this week's show. I have Rennie, the front man from the band Forever Never. Welcome, Rennie. How are you doing, man? I'm doing absolutely brilliant. Thank you for asking. <laughs> and yourself? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yes. Good, good. Uh, good, good day today. So, you know, and it's still early. That's always good for me. So, <laughs> <laughs> early, Earlier for you, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm uh, about five hours behind you. So Yeah, so I've, I've, I've already slumbered in bed this morning and got up and... Uh, reco- <laughs> recovering from okay. my... Cool. Recovering from last night's show, yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah I, had a, I, had a, I had a well-deserved lie-in this morning. Lay-in this morning. I got to say, it was a, it was a really, <laughs> really, really good night last night. Excellent. Yeah, I saw the pictures. It looked, it looked pretty good. So, yeah, it was just such a, it's such a great vibe. Um, we, we've, you know, when we were had a, before we had a break, we did Camden and um, the bar. I, the Barfly is one of my favourite venues in in anywhere. Yeah. Just so, it's just. The vibe in there is cool. There's always a great sound in there too. So yeah, I always loved playing that venue when I was in the UK. Um, it was uh, it was one of those ones that I always sought after whenever we toured and things like that. So yeah, um, got I got to play it a few times, so I, I know it well. So yeah, it's it's one of those ones that before I played it, I'd seen quite a few bands there, and I'd been like, oh, I can't wait to play the Barfly. Yeah, and then and then. I still get excited about it now. I mean, we've done it about seven or eight times now. But I, st- I still get excited about playing the Barfly just because, you know, it's going to be real. Because obviously it doesn't take many to fill it up. So you, you know it's going to be sweaty and yes. and just full of energy and life. It's good. It's yeah. always good. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. But thankfully it was busy and it was sweaty and we had a, everyone had a good time Excellent. by the looks of it. <laughs> that sounds really cool so yeah uh you guys are back like you said after your break um yes. you went on your hiatus or break uh in 2012 yeah um just after you released the uh i can't believe it's not metal ep uh which was which was a good ep 
Yes, um, I, I still play parts of it now whenever I'm out DJing. So, <laughs> good. good. <laughs> um, I also actually booked you on that last tour. Um, I, you, you might not remember you played the West End Centre in Aldershot. Oh, I do um, remember. Yeah, I do remember that. Yes, yeah, so I was the uh, I was the 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 promoter for that show. Oh, no, oh, now that make, makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not yeah. too many Barnabys around, is there? Really? No, there's not too many. There's actually two, <laughs> that, that, there's actually another one at that venue as well. The one who actually oh. runs the venue is called Barney. Um, oh, okay. I was there like temporarily before I moved over here, like on a voluntary basis. I was there promoting shows. Yeah, and um, yeah, you were the one of the guys because I, I I knew Noz. Uh, Paul, oh, yeah, Paul sure. Norrington, um, who has disappeared off the face of the earth. I, don't, I haven't spoken to him for ages, but anyway, I knew him, um, and that's how I got you guys through through him yeah. to get on that tour. So fantastic! Yeah, it was good. It was a good gig. Yeah. I mean, that, that was a sad thing, really, is that all the um, the shows we did uh, on the farewell tour, as we called it. The uh, <laughs> mind you, we did we called it the, the Never Say Never Again tour. So because obviously we. We still had a, an inkling we might sort of come back and do stuff, so we didn't want to sort of completely yeah. care. But uh, yeah, I mean that was the sad thing. All of them shows were really good vibes, good attendances, and whatever. And we were like, oh, should we not really be stopping? It was, it was a bit, yeah, a bit of sweet, really. Yeah, yeah. No, I can, I can imagine that because I like when my band passed, we didn't actually get a chance to say do that kind of final tour, but. Um, yeah, the last couple of shows we played were well attended and it kind of gives you that kind of... It gives you oh. a good way of going out, but it always draws you back in. It does, like, yeah. Um, so, like I said, when you went on a break, um, how, how was that break for you? Horrendous. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it was um, probably enjoyable for six months and it was probably enjoyable in terms of... Um, you know, being able to concentrate on some other projects and um, I did some solo stuff and I um, collaborated with some, just people from other genres and some rappers. I did some some dance DJs and stuff like that, which was for me, I think was a really good um, uh, character building thing. And, you know, I'm, I'm all for sort of having a wide spectrum of uh, influences anyway. So I've sort of learned a few things from working with people from outside of the, the rock and the metal world, which I think was really healthy. Yeah. Um, but then I, I think probably about a year after I, I was then like, Oh, I think I might have made a bit of an error <laughs> <laughs> because, um, apart from a few like acoustic gigs that I'd done on my own, um, and I'd never really enjoy them. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. They're, they're, they're a real effort for me, like stress and everything. But, um, yeah, um, I hadn't done any shows, so that's the thing that was really killing me. I was like, I, I need to um, get some shows. I need to get back on a stage and do what I love. And um, and then I, it took the best part of a year to sort of feed the seed round to everyone and sort of be like, would, it, would everyone sort of be up for it? And like, you know, in varying degrees of yes. <laughs> um, it, that's why it took a while to sort of go from that point to actually having us all in the rehearsal room. Mm. Um, but then, once we were all in there, it's been pretty amazing, really. Yeah. That, like, I've had such a good year. Yeah, because that, that was the one thing when uh, what happened when my band stopped. It was that initial part was great because you think, oh, I don't have that commitment right now. Yeah. Um, it's not overshadowing anything else that it won't take priority over other things you want to do, um, be it family or other projects like yourself. You had other projects. Yeah. Um, but then once that stuff kind of goes back into a routine, you're kind of... I, I got the itchy feet. I needed to like perform. Yeah. Um, it's... The, the thing, I mean, the thing I, I joined the band about two months afterwards, just as like kind of a hired gun. Yeah. Well, I played like one show with head P and then that was it with them. So yeah. <laughs> it yeah. didn't last very long, but, <laughs> um, and that kind of like, you know, it kind of kept my feet on the ground, if you will. Yeah. And then, uh, I, I've always had DJing because in the UK, I was like DJing various rock clubs around the, the sort of south of England, um, but it, it's never it never had that that feeling. Not the of, same, is it? It's like, not. It, it can give you the buzz, but it's like the lesser drug, if you will. <laughs> yeah, yeah there, <laughs> yeah. there really is nothing like it. I got to say, like, um, and I, I didn't stop writing any material, so I was still getting my my rock and my metal sort of um, kick out of like writing what has become new forever and ever material. To be honest, like that is, I I, I, I can't sort of stop I can't really just turn it off so I'm, I'm always always writing so um I, I knew that 
they would all potentially have an outlet at some point. And obviously, we've got back together, and um, that's that's proved to be what the outlet is. So I'm I'm more than happy. That's cool. That's cool. So you came back and you released a single. Um, what was it? Never giving up. That's it. Yeah. Um, and on, on coming back, you uh, one of your founding members was it Kev? Yeah. Kev. Uh, he left the band. Um, yes. How did that affect? Was that prior to the reunion, or was that after the that that release? I wasn't sure on the timeline on that. It was um, after we'd um, recorded the uh, the singles, and we'd, we'd obviously done the video because because Kev was in the yeah. in the video. Uh, but then we started talking about um, the next video, and then talking about touring and uh, dates that we want to do, and. Um, economics and all sorts of things, mm-hmm. and it just it it became more difficult to sort of um, fit it in with Kev, really. Yeah. Um, and yeah, obviously, me myself and Kev started the well, got the ball rolling with the band. We were the ones to have an initial conversation before starting it. So, yeah. um, but it we had to start, kind of say to him, like, you know, are you going to have enough time for this? Um, do you want to have enough time for this? And um, yeah, ultimately, it, 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 I suppose it ultimately was a it was a it was a bit of a mutual thing in the end. Yeah. Um, because being a founding member, we 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 couldn't. It had to be his decision. What? Yes. Oh, yeah. With, with what to with what what to do? Um, and um, I know if the I know if the timing had been perhaps different, it, it wouldn't have happened. So, um, but it's one of those things, and it, you know, we were sad. To, to see uh, Kev go, but um, we've got a new guy in now, and um, it's full steam ahead, which is you know it's it's, it's working out great basically. Ooh. Well, that's always good because, like I say, when I was looking up, I knew he was a like a founding member with you. Um, yeah, and it, it's always difficult when that happens because, like you said, it had to be their choice. It couldn't be you know no forced um, upon. It just has to be you know you ask the question, and then they they go away and think about it, and if they can't. They can't, you know. That's it, and uh, we didn't we didn't hold anything against him for um, coming to that, and uh, you know it it was an awkward couple of weeks, few weeks while it was all being discussed. But um, yeah, it's 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 done and dusted now, and um, you know he's happy doing what he's doing, and we're happy doing what we're doing, so it's it's fine. Cool. How was never giving up uh, received at the time? Uh, I saw it come out, but I'm over here in the states, so. I get I just, my news feed was had had bits on there because I got people who, you know, still yeah. associate with you guys. But, yeah. Um, how how was it received in general for you guys? I think pretty good overall. I think um, all of the new stuff. Um, I always say all of the two, the two new songs uh, <laughs> released um, have, been, have both been received. I, I, I would actually say even better than our, our old stuff. Okay. Um, it just feels like there's a lot more. Um. I don't know. It feels like there's more credibility in the in the in the in the way that people are receiving it. I think that um, people are coming out and saying, putting their names to it, and saying, oh, "I love this 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 song by Forever and Ever. It's, this is this is awesome." And then and it's, it's sometimes it's from people that maybe in the past wouldn't have actually sort of put their name to it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, and that feels good because I, I think um, with all the new material, it's going to change opinions. Um, it might even change some people that like us how we were might even suddenly think oh no it's not for me anymore but I think ultimately for us it's it's a really genuine um, real uh, approach to the songwriting and how we are now that's 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 where we want to be so um, yeah I think a lot of people need to give us a second chance if they if if all they they know us for is like you know the aporia stuff on the first album then they then they then they definitely need to revisit us and you know give us another go because it's I, I think it's the other end of the spectrum to be honest yeah I was gonna say is um listening to your new single uh, one life um you've always had that kind of like uh rock metal like pop crossover sound. Yeah, if that's if that's something you're okay with going with, I, I don't mind. I, oh, I, I'm cool. not afraid of the word pop at all. I know, I know a lot of people would be, but I'm, I don't care. It's fine. No, <laughs> I, I've always liked that kind of like mix of uh, that kind of mix because we did it with my band. It was kind of we had some pop mentalities like hooks here and there, but it was well, kind you, of like you, more aggressive metal on the top of it. So it's the thing. You, 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 there's no point in having a, if you're going to have a hook in a song, you, you might as well be a good hook. And all the all the, the best hooks that are out are, are written in pop songs. That's why yeah. people get paid millions. To 
to uh, yeah. <laughs> to write to write them. But um, you know, and for me personally, a lot of my um, favourite singers are sort of um, R and B and pop singers. So that, that's that's where that side of it comes from completely. So um, cool. yeah, cool. So I was going to say like. Um... The the sound you have now, it seems like a, with this single, uh, it's it, it, like you said, it's a real step up. Um, oh it, yeah, it is with your with your older material. Because um, like I said, I'm, I mean, I've known about you guys for many years, probably around your formation, like yeah. so that 2004, five, six sort of time. Yeah, we kind of yeah, we travelled cool. in the same circles. We had mutual friends, things like that. Yeah. Um, so you know, we've always been aware of that and and the kind of sound you have. But like hearing the new single when it was sent to me. Um, and yeah, it was. It's definitely a step up. It's kind of um, moving on from your like the the the, the covers EP that you did before you guys um, took your break. And yeah. it was that. It, it was like your sound, but with uh, the pop songs. Yes. So you had you are the voice, which was the biggest song off that. Yeah, um, we EP. Love, that's it always was, good live. It was always like yeah, good live. It was. Um, constantly on kerrang and 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 scuzz tv and all that kind of stuff yeah because that's a hell of a catchy song i mean that's got a hell of a yeah. song, you know that's what i could yeah. when, when, when we were watching the film hot rod on tour when that because and that song features in that in that film mm-hmm. and, I, and i was like oh, this song is actually amazing like has, has anyone covered it and i just quickly youtubed it and um I was like, no one's done a, like a, a rocked up, heavier version. I was like, right, that's going on the EP. <laughs> so, <laughs> so then I, I spent a couple of days working on a on a version, and yeah, it, it goes down so well. Last night in Camden, you know, like everyone's singing along. Like you, you, you're more of a, an idiot if you don't join in, and if you do, that's what I always say to people live. It's like you, you <laughs> you've got to join in. You, yeah. you look more stupid if you're standing there not singing along. So yeah, it was one of the tracks when I played at like uh, the rock nights that I DJ'd. I'd play oh, that, yeah. and you get that like whoa, everyone's singing <laughs> along in the club, and it's a great feeling because it's like you know it's, it's just that Cheers, everyone, man. everyone, yeah, exactly. It's unifying. Everyone knows that hook or knows that part of the song. Exactly, um, and it's it was like I said, it was a fantastic cover. Um, I really enjoyed it. So my my yeah. wife really enjoyed it as well. She loved that EP. Oh yeah, I, I, she the, has it in the, the car. So <laughs> that's brilliant. The 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 covers EP is is kind of where um, I guess it's what's naturally progressed onto where we're going with the sound now. It's yeah. like um, yeah, I, I think with the covers EP, we proved that you can you can still you know you can make actually heavy songs out of out of pop songs basically, and you can still keep them. Um, uh, like good rock songs, but they're with, with a pop mentality. And so I thought, well, if we can make these pop songs sound like legit rock and metal songs, excuse me, the phone ringing. That's all right. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, if you can um, sort of make them work, then surely I can do the same with with like a, with original material. Still make them, you know, heavy and plenty of girth and groove. Yeah. Um, but sort of adding that taking it to a bit of more of an extreme. I think that, again, with having the time off and experimenting with a few other genres as well, I don't feel like I've, I feel completely uninhibited now with like what I'm doing vocally. Cause like even the one life, a little bit of, um, a little bit of rapping on there almost like, um, and, um, one of the other new songs we've recorded as well is, you know, I've got some really fast sort of, well, I guess people are going to go a bit Craig David, but I don't really mind if they. I don't mind if they say that because I like Craig David. So um, you know, and I don't really care anymore. Like what what people think. Maybe I had a bit of a. I'll admit when I was doing a poor ear and and maybe the second hand was creeping out a little bit, but I sort of maybe didn't want to do that in case people said that's not very metal or that's not very rock. But I've lost. I honestly don't care what if people think it's metal or not anymore. It's just. We're writing good songs. That's what I think is the most important thing. And yeah. if you, if you, if you like them, then that's great. If you don't like them, then that's also fine. But yeah. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a that is a mentality that does inhibit. I mean, I, I know I had the same thing as well. Um, yeah. When when creating something, it's like, you know, we had ideas for songs that had these parts in it, and then uh, in the early stage of the band, it's kind of like, well, no, it's not very. Like you say, it's not very metal. What will yeah. what will everyone else think? And that, that once you get over that, your writing becomes so much better. Um, yeah, because you are, like 100%. you say, you're not inhibited by by the sort of restraints of the of the genre you're you know you're mainly focused in. Yeah, you know you can go like if you're a metal, then there's got to be certain there's certain points you got to hit. Um, but then if you try and cross over with sound, 
you've got to keep it mainly you know on the metal side or maybe just like you know experimenting i think they'll you put it down as yeah but then once you go actually no i want to do this with this that's it you know you you there is no looking back after that because as soon as you stop sort of caring what people think or what people might perceive you to be sound like etc it's um it's a lot more like free you feel free within the sound you know absolutely right and um there's nothing there's no greater feeling than that like um and i and i think if you're confident enough in what you're doing you do it with enough conviction people can People can tell it's like legit if 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 you if you do it sort of half assed and you're only doing it because you think it would be better. People can smell that, I think. And yeah, um, that, you know, that's the weird thing with one life. A lot of people have sort of commented on the song and how you know massive. They, they, the word that comes up a lot is big and massive and huge, yeah. which is great because uh, you know that's that's purpose. That's on purpose, obviously, to make it massive. <laughs> but um, you know, but what what hasn't really been said a lot um, is like oh. Rennie's doing a little bit of a little bit of a rap section in that song, and I, and I think the reason it's not being picked up a lot is because um, I'm just doing it with with, with conviction, and I know it's, it's the first time I've ever done a release a Forever Never song with it on. I've done some in other bits and pieces that I've done, but um, you know, I think because on on the, the time out I did some. Mm-hmm it's made me more confident to be able to sort of do it in forever and ever yeah. to the point where I, I don't really care if people go, Oh, why is he rapping? But that, they haven't actually so far. I've not really seen that comment come up. Probably be loads coming up now after they hear this when they're like, actually, Renny, I was going to say you're rubbish. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, um, I, I think if you do it with conviction and confidence, you know, people have got to just like it or lump it really. Yeah. haven't they? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, like I said, I mean, it, it, the only the only thing with the with that part of the song, I mean, it doesn't sound forced, which was great. But yeah. also, it doesn't sound like you. That's that's the other thing as well. So <laughs> I, I don't know whether it was just me thinking it was someone else on the track. I guess, I guess yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because like these days, that's that's kind of what people do. You get like, you know, you've got your track, and then you get like a guest to do. Like you had you had Benji on your covers, even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, and I I know you've been part or parts of your band have been part of other like guests on other people's albums and things yeah um but yeah no i was just saying it it didn't sound forced whereas sometimes when you get them it just sounds like this guy produced you know a line to be used in whatever song he could sell it to yeah Um, and that's how like most pop music feels to me these days because you have like a lot of these like artists that come out and they've got like um you know a verse by whoever the big rapper is at the time yeah Um, and it's just that verse in there that's it, yeah. And it, I know it's a way of breaking the artist to a point, you know, giving them some exposure. But at the same time, it just feels like they've produced this verse to just slot into a, you know, four by four break in the track. Yeah. And has no resemblance to the track itself. But whereas this, it sounded, it didn't, like I said, it didn't sound forced. It sounded part of the song, but also like it didn't sound like you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, yeah, that's fine. I think I think a lot of people probably probably have the same wavelength. They probably don't realise until they come see me see me do it live, and then yeah. they go, "Oh, actually, there we go." Because <laughs> like I say it wasn't in your material before. No, so it's that kind of it was that kind of delight and surprise, if you will. Um, yeah, and, and like in some of the other material, it's not like we're going to bombard people with it. It's it's just something that you know I feel confident enough in myself to be able to do it now and if I if I need to and um it's just another tool that I've got vocally and I, I don't see that as a as being a bad thing like the more the more the more stuff you can do vocally the more you can mix it up then yeah, exactly keeps it more interesting so yeah it gives you it gives you that little bit of uh to improv live as well yeah you know you can change some tracks around just to give people a bit of a surprise so yeah we we, we love doing that it's, I, I think in the in the new year we're going to um We've got some good ideas for for the live set, so we're gonna yeah have a good little mix up with uh, with stuff. Because obviously we've got a lot of new material that we want to um, start um, getting out to people. Yeah, so cool. uh, it's going to feature heavily. But yeah, cool. So um, with with the single, we'll keep it on on that uh, the one life single. Um, yeah, obviously, given more recent world events, the title is very poignant. <laughs> Um, yeah, on that front. So, can you tell me more about the track um, and and the, the sort of um, the vibe behind it? How it came to be? Yeah. Um, well, um, this actually came, dates back to when um, the London riots happened. Okay. And um, it, I, I saw all that kicking off, and you know, I, I was pretty appalled watching everything that was going on there, and I just 
kind of started writing the riffs to that song, like literally a few days afterwards. And um, I think initially um, the song was a bit more aggro, like a bit more sort of angry at the people that were sort of doing it. Yeah. But then, but then I, I think it took its own, after a while it's taken on its own um, life. <laughs> it's, taken, it's, it's taken on its own thing, which, it's, it's more positive. Like uh, all of our new stuff, um, there's positives in every in everything. Basically, um, even if something appears um, rubbish, you you know, there's good stuff that can come out of it. And, yeah. and with with one life, um, that's that's the that's the point of it. Is it's it's supposed to be encouraging as opposed to when we when I originally sort of started working on it it was a bit more pointing the finger at people yeah. whereas now it's it, it's more like putting your arm around someone and just saying like come on like you got one life yeah make make the most of it like that you can wallow in self-pity and get angry at other people and all of that but you know I, i'm i'm not a pacifist at all but i do believe in like <laughs> uh, you know anger breeds more anger and if you if you carry on hating and hating and hating then we're all going to just it, it's just never going to get better so you, you just have to look at yourself and actually be love yourself a bit and love other people a bit and yeah I, that stuff that stuff rubs off it's not a myth yeah no it's I, I think it's, it's it's totally um i'm sure there's there's science has proved it <laughs> <laughs> somewhere somewhere <laughs> if not you got people like andrew wk who are spreading the the party vibe Oh, he, no, no matter I, what's going on, so I love I love his speech. I can't I can't uh, be too faced to say I love his music, but I do love his speeches and everything he says. I'm well behind him on all that stuff. It's great. Yeah, and I was fortunate enough to interview him um, earlier this year, and he was just a great person to be around. It was like you kind of have a perception of someone because I never met him before, so I you know you have a perception of what they might be like, whether the stage persona is away from you know who they really are. Yeah, um, but he's he's nothing but that. That's what, <laughs> what what he is on stage is what he is in person. That is really good to hear, actually. You know, uh, he, he's like, he, I mean, he, he's wearing his stage clothes wherever he goes anyway, the jeans and white vest and whatnot. But um, no, he was just that genuine, like, <laughs> person who, Brilliant. just positivity. You know, you, you, yeah. make, you, make, you make what you can out of what you have and you make it into a party kind of thing. So, you know. That's it, and, that, and that's what we need more people like that because there's a lot of there is a lot of like discontent, hate, whatever that's pushed around, and we just need people to go look like like you guys. One life, that's it. You know, it's not. Yeah, you, know, you, yeah. you can dance around and and be pissed at everyone or yeah. what's going on in the world, or you you know do something about it. You know, try and look for the good. Yeah, I mean, and, it, you know, it's... just enforce that that you know positive reinforcement. Yeah, you, you said it for me, man. That's that's literally what I would have said. But it is, it is a case of just um, passing it on. Yeah, pass on the pass on the good vibes to other people, and um, it's better. I mean, all of our our new stuff has got a very very uplifting sort of um, positive vibe, and I think we're offering something different now to everyone else in rock and metal. Like, um, you know, we we love our heavy bands as well, and but. If you, if you want your misery and your anger, you've already got, like, umpteen metal bands doing that, haven't you? So yeah. you've got them, and, and they do a good job of it, whereas, you know, we're, we're setting ourselves slightly separate from all of them now and just saying, look, we, if you want something a bit more sort of still heavy, loads of groove, we're not, we're not ever going to lose the, the, the heaviness because, we you know, we live for that. But um, certainly lyrically and just vocally and melody-wise, it's, it's a lot more positive and you know, hopefully people will leave our gigs thinking like, yes, come on, let's do stuff. You know, like, yeah. you know, I, I know people like to take out their anger as well at shows and stuff, but it's not that kind of, we, we just like a real good, fun vibe. That's what we like. And, and the new material is, is very much in that ilk. So. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Cause I was going to yeah. ask, does, does the one life represent the album as a whole or were they, are there a few surprises you have? Cause this will be your <clears throat> third album now. Well, it, yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, we've, we, we've, we're going to do an EP first. Okay. So, um, which will be six tracks, we think, and that, that, that's going to come out um, early 
2016. So okay. we're, we're hope, hoping by the I, I, I hate saying dates because obviously they, <laughs> they change. Yeah. But hopefully by the end of January, that's when I would like to have it all done anyway. So, so and then and then, and then and then we'll have an album towards the end of the, of next year, start of the year after. But we okay. we want to get some. Um, uh, time and also because we're 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 totally um, self uh, releasing at the moment, so it's uh, self funded. So yeah. we, we, um, an album is a little bit further than our reach could take us at the moment. So we thought, right, let's do an EP, let's get it, let's tour it, let's get some new material out as soon as possible. It's the quickest way, basically, to get there. So um, yeah, so we're going to do that and then uh, get some touring in and then. See what happens with them, um, you know, with the label and stuff like that. Maybe towards the end of the year, and that's then. then an album. We, we've got enough to do an album with because, <laughs> like I said, since the last um, original release, mm. which was two thousand and nine, so we've had six years of writing. So there's, there's there, there is plenty <laughs> of material. Trust me, but um, yeah, we just, we, I think we're just being sensible, basically. Yeah. No, you, you play the waiting game because it's uh, the industry's changed a lot. Um, yeah. It's, in the past sort of like the, the 10, 15 years that we've kind of been active within the circles of, the, you know, it started off and labels were the be all end all. Now, yeah. no matter what level band you are, you're on a level playing field with everyone else in releasing. That's it's just, true. It's just a matter of the promotion and hard work you put behind it. Cause I can, I can make a track right now and I can get it on, on all the, all the sites, you know, iTunes app, you know, Apple music, Spotify yeah. I, within, within the month, they'll be, it'll be live on everything. Um, but it, it's just having that, like you say, with the touring, you want to tour it, you want to get you more exposure. Um, so w w on that subject, actually, I, I just saw you announced the tour. Yes. Was that, was that just, announced just today or was that, was that? Um, like, well, um, the Defiled announced it last night. Yeah. So, okay. we're, we're, so yeah, we're going on tour with the Defiled in January and February, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, and we've played with them guys a few times over our, um, I think they've been, they've been going as long as we have. Cause yeah. we, I remember us doing a subverse gig with them in, um, it was like a under 18s gig at the under, underworld in yeah. like, must be 2005, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And, um, so it was really nice that they, they sort of, um, got in touch with us and asked us to do it. It was like, yeah, cool. We're definitely up for that. So, um, we're going out with them and a band from Hollywood called, uh, vampires everywhere. Okay, cool. So, um, yeah, that's going to be a nice, that's going to be a nice little package. Yeah. Cause that was at the end of the January, isn't it? Uh, yeah. End of January going into February. So, um, some, it's some cool, uh, cool places to visit actually. Like we, uh, haven't done in a while. So hopefully cool. people will come out and say hi. Cool. So do you have anything else lined up apart from that? Are you planning to do anything, moving on from that directly or are you just well, sort of seeing what, what, what comes available? If, um, if what's sort of being banded around at the moment, if, if all of it comes off, we're going to be very busy between <laughs> January and May and that uh, we'd like them all to come off, but you know, realistically they're not all going to come off. But, uh, uh yeah, the, the idea is, is obviously to get this, this EP, um, finished and, uh, pressed up. And then we're going to just hit the road and just, you know, yeah. sh shove the new stuff down people's throats, basically. Like, because, <laughs> you know, especially on, you know, doing these support tours is a good opportunity for us, especially um, when we're supporting other people to um, go in there with, with maybe people have got an opinion on us, in which case we'll change it with our, with our new stuff, or, or if people haven't got an opinion on us at all and then we'll, we'll, we'll play them a lot of the new stuff and they can base their opinion on that as opposed to you know perhaps what we were doing not nine or ten years ago yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um that's 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 the um that's that's been a challenge that, I, that i've enjoyed actually like sort of coming back from from a break uh, letting people know you're back for starters is is far harder than you would imagine people still i still see when people have shared our new single video and you can you can see what they um what they've said to their friends and that and you see someone saying forever never i thought i didn't know they were still going and you're like oh for god's sake <laughs> like it's been back since the whole of this year and you think they, but they don't like facebook makes it impossible for you to do it we've got a mailing list that we've, we've had forever and we've sent out on there but people still don't get the info and it's like yeah i mean obviously having a, having your videos and stuff on um on the music channels does help because yes. people go oh my god like they're 
there they are. But um, yeah, yeah it's, I, it's, I, I was going to say I was wondering about that with the with the because I, I it's been a while since um, I've because we don't get Korean like music video channel here or anything like that. Um, how how is that? different now or is it any different from when you had your previous videos on there and obviously there was a bit more of a um a following for those channels how with the with the new the new video you have i know it premiered on did it premiere on kerrang's website was that right it, it's yeah, yeah online anyway yeah it yeah. was already Go got, yeah um I, it was already on actually you could have caught it on scuzz tv or Kerrang TV. Scuzz TV took it on first, actually, this this mm. time, um, which was which was cool. And Scuzz and and Kerrang TV have been supporters of us uh, for a long time. I've got to say, I've got to say, both both of those um, channels have really looked after us since we started getting videos. So um, even even when perhaps we've not get quite as much magazine coverage from some of the mags, but the the TV side of it all always seem to be good so um i think it is different now i mean like you say people prefer to digest their content online don't they so it's they they want to watch it now whereas if some people it's not the same as just turning on korean tv or scuzz tv and then sitting there and waiting for the video you you want to hear to to come on um but um I think it's still important. I think it is still yeah. important. But I think, obviously, the dynamic has changed a little bit with um, online being, you know, just king for everything now, isn't it, really? Like, yeah. I was, just, I was just wondering what the impact was because a lot of bands I've noticed these days just tend to throw out lyric videos. I mean, well-made lyric videos, but yeah. they're not the kind of video you see... Or, I don't know if they actually play them or not because, like I said, I've no, been they... home for three years. So, <laughs> it's, um, I don't so, blame you. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I was just wondering if 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 they start getting played on there or not, or it's the fact that you guys are actually making videos, um, the fact that they're getting on there still. Because I know back when when I used to watch it, it was a lot of repeats of older videos or the same video they take out of rotation because it was so popular. Oh, they still have, they still have all the old videos and stuff, and they have different shows. And there's the the Kerrang Rock chart now, which is based on plays across all of the all of the channels and radio and stuff like that. And then Scars have got like um, Rock Box, where they they put up um, three hashtags for di- three different videos, and then you just type in hashtag on the on Twitter, and the the, the winning video gets played next. So they've, they've all got their own sort of shows within the within the channel. Okay. And um, yeah, it's, it's just nice to be included on all of that. Really, like we, we, I've never got over that. Like you know, having our videos on TV, it's still it's still a novelty to me. Like yeah, I, it's great. <laughs> no, yeah, that people, was always a good send, feeling. It was always people, a good feeling. So. <laughs> people sending like um, pictures and stuff to us on the, on the Facebook and that, just with like a <laughs> like you're on the telly and I'm like, yes, <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter like when it is. I'm still like, yes. When was it on? 4.30 in the morning. Cool. That's yeah. good. That's what good. was you doing up at 4.30 in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, but you know, it, it's just another way of letting people know that we, we exist and that we're, that we're out there, you know, like, yeah. Uh, I, 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 it's happened to me before. You sit there sometimes you think, oh, I'll just put on Kerrang or Scuzz TV and just, you put it on and then a song comes and you go, oh, Who's this? And then you start checking them out. Yeah, that's cool. So it's just another way for people to discover us, and I think that's that's important. Yes. Yeah. You've got to you've got to cover all bases these days because the way the way content works now, um, I can see sort of maybe the music industry going that way of of releasing. I know a couple of artists I know have done periodic releases and then combined it all as an album at the end of it. Yeah. Um, so every like two, three months, they've released a couple of songs, just keeping that content regular and, and having a, like a podcast like myself, keeping it regular is the key. Cause that's the way you keep people like, Coming back, yeah. exactly. Cause I went through a gap of, I did a bunch and then I stopped for a while cause work got in the way, you know, just cause I work for a tech company. It's kind of stuff gets released and, that's your concentration for the next couple of months. Yeah. So my, my, my content stopped for a while. My radio show kept going, but the content for this stopped. And when it came back with another one, it was real slow uptake on it. Like I yeah. look at the statistics and it was like real slow until I started obviously promoting it a bit more and more and more. Um, yeah. But with the ones I've had a good run now with, of, of um, a bunch of artists that um, just are, are popular at the moment. And uh, 
yeah and the content is like it's it's now more popular than ever like statistic wise and i think that's the key with a lot of um with the music now to keep keep yourselves in in the public eye if you will it's just to have that that content out you know like you say you had you've got a single you've had two singles so far the one comes out on the 20th is that right that's right yeah that's right yeah and that's that's as of the date of recording, <laughs> that's two days away. So, yeah, that's <laughs> it. this is yeah. probably going to go after it comes out. But um, in which case, look it up now. Yeah, look it up now. It'll be on yeah. iTunes and everything. So yeah. Um, but yeah, it's um, just like keeping that content. Like, so you can have a hopefully have an EP at the end of January. You got your that's touring it. covered up until potentially May. Yeah. You know? And then um, I don't know what your studio habits are like. Is it um, is it do will you go in there? Will you self produce or is it you hoping yeah, to I, go in with I, someone? you know like a named producer if you will well we, we we've, we've self-produced for a while really we've got a good working relationship with um a, a guy called mike curtis who's actually our drummer's brother okay and mike's done uh, mike used to be in the band faker modo oh remember? yeah yeah i remember them great band yes. and yeah uh, and um so and we, we've worked with him on our stuff for many years now and um you know, he's a good friend. Obviously, he's Sam's brother. So, no, I don't think anyone can sort of say the things that he says to Sam when we're recording <laughs> <laughs> and um, get this, and bear the same fruit, shall we say. So, um, <laughs> to be honest, when we, when we track these um, One Life and, and uh, Never Giving Up, we um, it was just Sam, uh, myself, and Mike in the studio for that. And it, it's just a such a relaxed vibe it's cool and we, we know what we get from mike as well so and um mike's on a, on a good level with us so we're quite happy to you know always go with mike um and um i usually track all of the vocals uh guitar and bass at my studio okay um again that's that's probably more for financial reasons than anything yeah. else yeah. but um yeah um I wouldn't do it for other bands because it, it does stress me out a little bit. But for us, it's it's just um, a means to an end, really. So and then and then I take the all of them back to Mike, and then Mike works his magic and makes them all sound awesome. <laughs> cool. Cool. So yeah, he, he um, he'll be mixing the EP, which will be fantastic. I can't wait now. Have you ever thought of? Uh, oh, you probably have thought of it, but uh, the the crowdsourcing route. Your sound, your for your albums and recording yeah, things. Yeah, we um we we debated that and we we can't ever really come up with a unanimous decision on it. Really, it's it's a it's a it's a tough one because it doesn't matter what way what way you look at it. There's going to be people that sort of look down upon it and some people that don't see the problem with it as well. Um, and I still don't really know how I sit with it either. Like, you'd like to be able to do it without having to sort of ask. Um, everyone to sort of help you out, but yeah. um, sometimes it's the only way you're going to get music out there. And if and if your fans want to want to hear it and want to get this material, then um, I suppose I, one way I do think it's a good thing. I mean, it's it's a surefire way of uh, not having your music pirated, really, because people will pay for it before you've made it. So yeah. Or, yeah. Um, you know that. I mean, I, when, when our second album came out, it was downloaded 20,000 times in the first week it came out. And, you know, at the time, we thought, we, we thought that's cool because that means there's 20,000 people that have heard it sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, you, and you think to yourself, well, hang on, if, if even if 10% of those turn up at, like, shows and buy a T-shirt, that's, you know, you get run away with it. Yeah. It, uh, it turns out yeah, most of them are from, like, Russia and Turkey yeah. or something. <laughs> so, so you're like, oh, that's a shame. There's no real uh, sort of demand for us to play in Turkey. No. But, um, you know, but then you think, oh, that, that would equate to, you know, 20,000 sales at, like, a tenner each is, is 200,000 quid. That's like... Yeah. You think, wow, that's that is a lot to be missing out on. But obviously, if you go the crowdsourcing route, your real fans actually, you know, get the the bonuses of it and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, in answer to your question, the short answer is uh, I don't know. Don't know. Fair <laughs> enough. No, it's, it's, it's a point of debate because, um, like I said, I've spoken to a few artists regarding that that side of things, and I, I see the positives and I see the negatives. I've been on the side of 
of backing something and getting the 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 fruits of 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 their labor if you will yeah. um, but i've also been on the other side of it where they've not produced what they said they were, said gonna, they were yeah. gonna do so it kind of to me it's whether or not you know one obviously you know you've got to be committed to it because your fans are funding you at the same time yeah um and that should give you the commitment you need because you think okay we've got people out there who want to hear Absolutely. it and that's, yeah, it should be. that's yeah. the motivation but um you know it, like i say is that kind of double-edged sword almost where some people do frown upon it because they might have been burnt by be it a music backing or even just like a kickstarter you know where some of them i know like pledge music you get your money back if they don't quite that's produce, it. Yeah. you know what what they say they will but um there are some where you just donate money to it and hope that everyone else gets their you know donates and gets their up to their goal so they can produce whatever gadget or album or you know what comic book kind of thing whatever you're backing so yeah but yeah i mean i see both sides of it um i looked at it as as a as a you know as an artist as well just kind of maybe i could put my music out if would anyone pre you know pay me to for, that's the for, thing for as well music, i mean I couldn't, um, I couldn't think of anything more embarrassing as well than sort of, <laughs> sort of going through the palaver and setting it all up and then you don't meet your target and you'd be like oh my god yeah. i thought and be like, got no fans no nope. <laughs> i pissed <laughs> off like, the ones that no i had <laughs> yeah. you got no fans yeah like, oh no your mum might yeah, donate I'm... a tenner so yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the that's the risk of doing it as well but no we we, we have we have got a good fan base and i, I think we could you know, reward, reward them with lots of goodies if we did it. But um, I think we're, we're going to see, that's the thing with the EP, I think it's within our means to do it without having to take money off of our fans. I think we can, yeah. we can do that. Um, but when it comes to an album at the end of next year, maybe that's when we might, it's something we could sort of think about doing yeah. it. Because I've noticed labels doing it with their bands as well. Um, like some of the independent labels are, are, you know, they're doing the promotions and things like that. But when it comes to funding the recording, they're doing like a, a pledge music campaign or a, a Kickstarter campaign for those bands. So I don't know yeah. if that's, that's a way of... of um, Taking just, all the risk out of their hands, that's what that is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I, 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 it's, it's, it, I mean, the only output really is obviously the promotion. That's one big chunk. But the physical product, if you will, because yeah. like releasing anything digitally, as you probably know, you can do it for free. I mean, you give up yeah. a little bit more of your royalty side of things. But, yeah. you know, you can release it on, like I said uh, a moment ago, you can, within a month, if I produced a track now, it would be up on every download site available to buy for whatever cost of that area of the world. Yeah, it's, like very, it's made very simple for you now to do it, so it's, it's, yeah. but which you, is great. But if you want that physical product, I think that's where the money's, or if you want that promotion, because it's that kind of, like I said before, like that level playing field, you know, yeah. you're you're technically on the same field as you know metallica or taylor swift but it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's about the the people like you know behind you pushing you through whether you can you know get noticed by that group of people it's it's you know everyone can release something on this huge you know platform but it's the it's the promotion that's the key you know it's the awareness of who you are it is yeah you know? you're right so it's just how yeah, that, that team of people you know and it's you know making making sure that you can uh you know get that chance yeah it's yeah. There's, there's so many elements to you know putting a release out it's, i don't think a lot of people i don't think the, the average music consumer quite realizes how much there is to just getting an album out like it's not just a case of getting the songs recorded there's so much other stuff that you yeah. have to have to be able to do that's that's why we decided on an ep because we knew that if we might have enough money between us to maybe get an album done but then we'd be like oh, well we're going to need videos to promote the album we're going to need pr for the album yeah. and then you and then you think mm, maybe that's not doable at the moment so reeling it back to an ep means you're not spending as much on the recording and we've got a bit left to play with for for video on yeah. you know whatever else so yeah cool all cool. good Right, well, I've got a couple of just final quick questions, if that's cool, cool and then we'll, I'll let you go. Um, so, give me three albums that, that moulded you. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Um, well, I'm going to say that one's Michael Jackson, Bad. Yeah. 
Um, I bet that, that, is, that is the answer to so many people's <laughs> <laughs> or one of Michael Jackson's albums anyway. But um, yeah, that that was one of my three albums that I had when I was like six years old. And um, that's, I guess that's where all my singing side of it came from there. So that'd be one. And one of my, my second one would definitely be also be another one of my albums that was in my three when I was six, and that was um, Terence Trent D'Arby, um, <laughs> the hard line, according to Terence Trent D'Arby, because his voice is just incredible. Yeah. Uh, so those, those those two from then, and then in later life, um, yeah, one of Home or Animosity by Seven Dust, um, they, they, that, that band um, made me realise how much you can do with one chug, <laughs> yeah, what, a, a single note chug and melody as well. And I was like, "Yes, this is this is cool." Like, and um, you know, because they they don't get to come over here that often, and yeah. you, you don't find a lot of people don't. I mean, you you, put, you you can see them whenever you want out there, can't you? But like, well, I, actually, I was just about to say they they just announced a show recently on the twenty eighth of November, like downtown from where I live. So I'm very tempted to go down there and, uh, oh, jealous. and see that. So <laughs> it's, um... Jealous. I saw them at the LA2 in um, November 99 at the LA2. Yeah. Um, they'd just come off of tour with um, Skunk and Nancy in Europe, and then they oh, did a headliner, a headliner there. And I, it just blew my mind. Like I was like, these are, my, these are now immediately my favourite band because they were just so cool live. Yeah. And then, um, then obviously they didn't, <laughs> they didn't come back for like... Oh. Nine years. I think they did a they did a tour with Blackstone Cherry. Yeah, and, and then they did an off date in Portsmouth, which I went along to, and, that, and that's it. They, that's all the gigs that I'm aware of that they've done over here. So, uh, but yeah, that that either Home or Animosity. I can't really. I suppose Home was the one that I heard first, so okay. um, that one would be a, a lot bit of a life changer for me. Cool. No, that's cool. I mean, I love Seven Dust, a great band. So yeah, and Michael Jackson and Terence St. Ravi. I know them all. So it's um, yes, growing up in the UK. It's that kind of like same vibe. But yeah, Seven Dust were one of those bands that again saw, you know, le- you know, one of those just once. I think I've seen them live. Um, yeah, but they have played locally to me here in Tampa um, a fair few times since I've been here. So uh, I, I'm hoping to actually check them out on the 28th. I just need to get um, a babysitter sorted. So. <laughs> it's <laughs> oh, the thing with, the, with adult life now with children it's uh you have to get you have to think of the kids in these things yeah, i would i would bring them with me but i don't think it would be that appropriate i don't think they'd enjoy it right now so. <laughs> but yeah it's I, I i do want to see them again they like i said they like you know they play around here quite often so yeah um, they're always touring america by the looks of it. i'm like come over they're doing australia as well now i noticed that they're going over to um new zealand and australia and i'm like um any chance of stopping <laughs> off on the way over <laughs> uh, maybe they'll get one of those package tours where you get a couple of those bands from that era. Uh, oh, go off if, seven, if Seven has to come in here, I want the tour. That's the, that's the, the bottom line. There, I'll, there I'll is be that on as well. That. Yeah, yeah. Just, just keep looking out for whoever's booking them. I don't know who would be booking them at this point. So, <laughs> um, so what, what are your um, hobbies away from music? Um, I, play, I play football twice a week or soccer as you... No, you, no, you, it's football. It's, it's, it's football, yeah. Yeah, I'm an Arsenal fan for my sins, okay. um, and uh, yeah, so go to a couple of games every season if I can get get tickets. I've I've been uh, I went to see him beat Stoke this season, which was nice. nice. <laughs> um, yeah, so go go that, uh, play play football twice a week. Although not currently because I'm injured, mm-hmm. but um, yeah. Um, what else do I like doing? Um, I, I, comedy is one of my favourite things. I like going to some some comedy gigs, like watching some stand up and that. That's yeah. always good. Cool. Yeah, I can nick, so I nick some of the jokes for uh, obviously between songs. <laughs> yeah, that's always a good source for it. Especially <laughs> if you hit those uh, those comedy nights where they don't know the comics. So <laughs> <laughs> I don't really steal jokes. I do. I don't. Yeah. You but don't, um, you don't officially, <laughs> but you do. No, <laughs> no um, but um, I usually, I, I think it's worse because I normally do come up with my own stuff, and that's why the other, other guys eyeball me a lot and be like, uh, "Hurry up, yeah, <laughs> go, just, just get on with the next song." Like, I, okay, um, but um, no, yeah, I, I, I remember when you. Were, um, I think I actually remember the moment on stage uh, at the West End Centre, and you just come off that TV show as well oh yeah and uh you made the comment of was it no lighty no likey <laughs> yeah. i think your guitarist just screamed fuck off down the microphone yeah <laughs> at that point 
I don't think I, I think someone else said it, not me. Oh, really? So I, I don't. Well, I don't think I'd, <laughs> unless I just wanted to address the elephant in the room because that was that was not too long after going on there. Yeah, no, I was going to. You know, I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to bring it up, but you know, did you enjoy that by the way? Because that looked like a lot of fun. Because I did watch it. So I did. I did. Yeah. I, I, I'm not. I'm not a. I don't regret doing it either. So no, but, I, did, I did a lot of uh, TV as a kid in the UK. Never a game show, but. Um, it was always like just being on TV, like our generation being on TV, not like kind of today people being on TV because you can get on TV for almost anything. But yeah, um, I was on um, the Big Breakfast for a week. I was like part of the oh, fa- yeah. family of the week uh, back in '93. <laughs> I probably um, watched it, <laughs> but I uh, I did uh, Blue Peter. I did um, loads of those Saturday morning television shows, like going live <laughs> eight fifteen from Manchester, Motormouth, all that lot. So. That's pretty cool. And uh, I did, most recently, I did uh, Most Haunted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which um, I did two of the live shows. I was sort of like a mini part of it. Uh, one was in Portsmouth. One was in Wales. I think some random castle in Wales. But yeah, no, being on TV is always a, you know, I don't regret doing any of them, even though Most Haunted was kind of very cringeworthy. But um well, I, I expected um, Take Me Out to be more cringeworthy, actually. Like, because you don't know what, it felt fine at the time I was on it and you know yeah. it was filmed and then you come off and then you think oh well, I wonder what they're going to edit it together like because you they, they could they could mug you off they could make you look proper silly like yeah. and um I, you know I was a bit, I was bracing myself for for the like a barrage of um piss taking texts from everyone <laughs> <laughs> and um but as it would come on the telly, I've never had, my phone's never been like it. I've just got texts from, you know, people you haven't spoke to for like six years. Is this you? Is that you on the telly? Well, <laughs> how many other Rennies do you know with long hair from Essex? <laughs> it probably is, isn't it? But, um, you know, I, I had about 180 texts. And I was like, well, I'm not, I can't be bothered to go through them right now. So I sort of left it to the day after and yeah. I put my feet up. But um, everyone was, like, even my best mates were like, I really, really wanted to take the take the Mickey out of you there, but actually, you you kind of come across all right. So yeah. I'm annoyed yeah. <laughs> compared to because I I didn't really watch the show. I watched it a couple of times running <laughs> up to you being on there, but yeah. um, it, it it was a pretty cringeworthy show, and you can see how they can cut it to make it look you know one by the other a lot worse. You yeah. carried yourself very well. Yeah. Uh, there was nothing. There was no like you know I, I didn't see anything. That was, it was a relief. Yeah, it was a relief. And I can then imagine. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, but it was good. I made some really good friends out of it as well, and it was all sort of people that obviously you just wouldn't meet in, you know, because obviously doing the band stuff and whatever else. I'm, I'm, yeah. you, you, you go down a certain path, don't you? So you only meet people maybe from that that ilk of life. So yeah. like, uh, from doing the show, though, I made some really good friends, people that I just wouldn't have met otherwise. So was, uh, for me, it was a good experience, a really positive experience on my life anyway. So it's cool. Cool. All yeah. right. Well, I'm going to wrap things up. Um, okay. Just so uh, one last thing, where can people reach you? Like social media links and things. If you want to give up good plugging. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, right. Okay. So um, the Facebook is just uh, facebook.com slash forever. Never. Uh, our Instagram is Instagram and it's, it's at, um, forever never official and then our twitter is forever underscore never um annoyingly it just two random girls have got <laughs> for, forever never on twitter and forever never on um, instagram and we have tried to get in touch with them but they but they, they, they don't get back they're, they're both from um america somewhere so you okay. can perhaps hunt them down for us oh maybe i'll, I'll take a look it's, <laughs> It's it's pretty small, isn't it, America? So you can probably yeah. just go and knock for us. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's our Instagram, um, Facebook, and Twitter. All right. And if um, if you want to hook me up for any reason, then I'm on Twitter as uh, Rennie FN. Cool. See it. All right. Cool. Well, thank you for your time, Rennie. Uh, it's thank been a pleasure speaking with you. Thank um, you very much. And yeah, uh, good luck with the single. I hope it thank goes you. well because it comes out on the 20th of November. It'll be yep. available via all good digital outlets um across the across the world i would have thought yeah all over all all over so yeah get downloading uh find the video on uh youtube uh also on kerrang.com as well if you're frequent to that site um but yeah no thank you for your time rennie um and yeah take it easy you too man thank you been a pleasure thank you you. bye-bye well there we have it uh we end of this uh podcast with rennie 
uh, from Forever Never. Go check out their new single, One Life. Um, like I said in the interview, that, that title is a bit more poignant now, uh, given recent events in the world. Um, but yeah, you've only got one life. Go out there, live it, and love it. And spread that love to everyone else. Um, don't get taken out by the fear machine. Don't fear others. Don't fear other people if they're from different backgrounds, different parts of the world. Because that's that's how it's controlled. You are controlled by that fear. And you just don't experience everything that you could do as a human. Um, it doesn't... Whatever your belief system is, it doesn't matter to me. Um, just go out there and spread joy you know share your passions be it arts music um video games movies um you know whatever it is go out there and share it you know create create a positive impact on people um and don't be controlled by the fear that is fed to you every day regardless of what recently happened in the world because there's domestic stuff going on all the time um and I see it all and it's just constant, constant fear. And I've seen the effect it has on people and it's, it's not a positive one. So go out one life positivity. Um, yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Um, if you can go and rate and review, that will be fantastic. Just to let me know that you, you are listening. Um, but that'll be fantastic if you could do that. But if not go out and, spread what you love your passions your your joy to this world so on that note until next time this is dj force x out